Yes, brother, this is Shay. I am ready for today. This is going to be a fun episode and we are going to be busting some major myths when it comes to men and sexuality and sex performance, erection challenges. So I have been doing the research over the last week and I have shortlisted five myths that are common misconceptions or things that we just don't often talk about and we're going to be busting those myths. So as you know this is just for you, this doesn't go anywhere else this recording, this is just for you to say thank you for uh, trusting me to be on this journey with you and sharing tools and guidance to help to be able to stay hard during sex and avoid uh, a life of erection problems because it, it really does not need to be that way. And so my hope for today is we're going to work through these five myths together. I'm going to explain the, the myth, which will each of them will make sense to you, and I'm sure you would have heard them before. And then we're going to bust those myths and explain, you know, what the reality is. So let's get straight into this. And I was listening <laughs> before recording this to the uh, Eye of the Tiger by Rocky. So it has made me feel ready to take on these myths. So let's start with the first one. Okay, number one is a real man should always, always be ready for sex. A real man should always be ready for sex. Now I'm sure you have heard that. I've definitely heard it. And when we watch things like porn and movies, we, we get this picture in our mind, because of course we don't see that person in any other point in their life, we just see them at that moment in the bedroom, and they're always ready for sex. So it makes us think that that's the standard we compare ourselves to, that we must always be ready for sex, and in reality, let's bust that myth, it is not true. It's perfectly normal for guys not to be in the mood for sex sometimes. And there's obvious factors that come into that. Like perhaps it's been a tough day at work or there's been something going on that's taken a bit of a, an emotional toll or there's health factors involved. You know, there's many different reasons that may lead to me not feeling like I want to have sex at this point in time, right? So it does not make us less of a real man. There are many factors that lead up to us feeling turned on and being ready to have sex and the most important thing that I want to say here I'm going to try to remember to link each one of these to performance anxiety and erection challenges is when we're in the mindset of I must always be ready for sex like all or nothing I speak about this all or nothing mindset when we're in that space that just mounts pressure which equals stress and anxiety and the stress and anxiety contribute to erection challenges and performance anxiety. So it's this vicious cycle where we make things even worse by thinking that we must always be ready to just be able to have sex like that whenever. And it's not realistic. Okay, first of all, until we get the performance anxiety and erection challenges sorted, all we are doing is putting more and more pressure onto ourselves and that just stacks over time. And it's not good. It doesn't lead in a good direction. So that is the first myth, that men should always be ready for sex, and that is not true. Okay, 
The second myth is erection problems is a sign of aging. Erection problems is a sign of aging. Now, there's part of this that is true in the sense of experiencing erection challenges can increase with age. So statistically, when we look at the scientific studies, yes, there are a percentage, and this is not the majority, there are a percentage of guys that experience erection challenges and it seems to be age correlated. But what I want to say that this is around, uh, off the top of my head, 20%. Between, it's something between 15 to 20% of men over the age. This is, we're talking about past the age of 50, 60, and then into 70s onwards. So this is not, the myth part of this is it's not an inevitable part of getting older. So if you are 40s, 50s, I mean, first of all, now that's only halfway through life. So if you have experienced the thought of, well, well, it's just because I'm, you know, I'm getting older, so this happens. And if you're in your 40s, 50s, or even early 60s, this is young. <laughs> this is still young. And it's important to be able to still have great sex, right? You still deserve to have great sex for as long as you want to in life. And so what I'm saying to you is don't, give up on this too soon and assign it to the fact, oh, it's because I'm getting older, because that's not true. It's not an inevitable part of getting older. There's men that still have sex into their 70s, 80s, and I'm pretty sure even beyond that for some guys. So that's what I'm planning to do. <laughs> and I know this is about making sure that I'm not putting the, assigning the blame onto other things when I externalize it, it kind of, that's a natural thing to do, to put, be able to put the blame onto other things, or it's, oh, it's because of this, or it's because of that, because then we don't have to face it ourselves. We can just put a label on it to assign it to something else. We don't have to think about it. But I am sure that if I asked you the question, do you want to be having sex in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and still enjoying passionate, amazing sex, pretty sure the answer is yes. So that's the second myth, that erectile problems, erection dysfunction, whatever we want to call it, is a sign of aging. It is not an inevitable part of getting older. Okay, so let's move on to the next myth. Number three, men don't experience body insecurity. Men don't experience body insecurity. This one, I would say, is one that we all know happens. But as guys, it is the thing that we rarely, rarely speak about compared to women, right? With women, body insecurity, this is kind of like seen as a default part of being a woman. Uh, and it's too far. I would say it's too far the other way where it becomes too much about body insecurities or body perfection. And yet for guys, we definitely have these thoughts of, I don't feel quite happy with my shape or my health or how I look, or perhaps I have a few extra pounds on my stomach and it just doesn't, you know, I don't feel like how I used to feel. And that then leads to performance anxiety and erection challenges because 
But when we start to have thoughts like, oh, I feel a little bit uncomfortable taking my top off in the bedroom or getting undressed, you know, I don't feel great. Or when I put clothes on and look in the mirror, I don't have that kind of sexy, attractive feeling that where I used to look at myself and think, yes, I'm looking good. That feeling isn't there so much anymore. So when we, when, by pretending that men don't experience body insecurities and not talking about it, we're trying to put this in a box. And how this leads to performance anxiety is because the more and more we focus on what we don't like, the more we become insecure about it. And that insecurity creates anxiety because we feel unsafe. And anxiety shows up when we feel unsafe. And so by focusing more on that and just having the conversation in our own mind, right? when we keep something the secret in our own mind, we give it power. And so all those small looks in the mirror, all those feelings of taking a t-shirt off and the, the, oh, the contraction or the tightness feeling inside, that all stacks. And it means that when it comes to having intimate moments with a date or with your partner, there's this distraction, right? We're, we're thinking about, oh, what if, what if, uh, they don't like my body or I feel self-conscious about it and that then creates unsafety which creates anxiety and then we, we experience erection challenges so this is definitely a big part of performance anxiety it's not the only part but it plays a big role and the myth is that men don't experience body insecurity which is not true uh, I would say all guys even friends I know that go to the gym and uh, have incredible like muscly bodies they're still it's sometimes i can find that they those guys can be even worse of like it's this particular part of the body that they're not happy with so all guys experience it and it's important that we talk about it uh, of course it's important that we do something about it but first it's important that we actually have the conversation to say yeah, you know, this is a thought that's on my mind when it comes to having sex. I feel a bit uncomfortable about my body because once we can talk about it, we can do something about it rather than keeping it a secret. Okay, so let's move on to the final two. Number four is if I can't get or maintain an erection, I'm not attracted to my partner. If I can't get or maintain an erection, it means I'm not attracted to my partner. This is not true. Now, there are a number of factors, right? It's, this is not about necessarily a sign of lack of attraction, that I'm not attracted to my partner anymore. There's a few things that come into this. So first of all, when we're experiencing performance anxiety, erection challenges, a, a part of that, right, the whole thing in the first place is the struggle to get hard or stay hard. Okay, that is not the same thing as not being attracted to my partner. And let's just look at it this way. Imagine that you weren't with your partner for a moment and you went with somebody else. Is the same thing going to happen, yes or no? And I'm pretty sure that you will know the answer to that is yes. So that's very quickly how we can tell ourselves that, okay, this is not a thing about an attraction to my partner. Yes, there may be parts of my partner that I think, oh, you know, they've, they used to look like this. What well, This is normal for that to happen. This is a separate thing to 
attraction and arousal compared to performance anxiety, right? We must separate these things out because it does not mean that you're not attracted to your partner. And just to repeat that, how you will know is if you ask the same question, if I was with someone else, do the same feelings come up? Do I, if I go to think about having sex with somebody else, do I feel anxious? Do I think I would have erection challenges? And the answer generally is yes. So that's how we know that this is not just an attraction thing. Performance anxiety and erection challenges, whether it's mindset, whether it's medical, and even taking certain medications, which I've spoken about before, all of these and other things like overworking, uh, relationship challenges, overuse of porn, like these are the types of things that lead to erection challenges as well as the mindset stuff that we talk about. It is less so much about I'm not attracted to my partner. Similar to what we were saying in the previous one about externalizing it with age or it must be because I'm getting older. This is another one of those. This is another one of, oh, it must be because I'm not attracted to my partner. Can you see how they're we are externalizing it, putting it onto someone else or something else as a result of looking at this ourselves. Okay, and maybe later on down the line, we find that yes, the, your partner is more of a friendship rather than a relationship, but that's not the thing that is creating the erection challenges or performance anxiety. That's what I'm trying to say, right? When we're in the zone of thinking, oh, it's just because I'm not attracted to my partner, we're externalizing it because it's easier to do that compared to facing it. So just to summarize that one, that myth was, if I can't get hard or stay hard, it means I'm not attracted to my partner, which is not true. It means that we are uh, finding an area to place it on rather than looking at what's going on ourselves and dealing with it ourselves. Okay, and then we are on to number five, which is <laughs> one that we are all familiar with, and it is probably a conversation that guys have partially, but we don't fully have the conversation. And that is, drum roll, <laughs> size is the most important factor for good sex. Size is the most important factor for good sex. The bigger the better. <laughs> That's a Nelly Furtado song that is called The Bigger the Better. Uh, and that comes into my mind when we're talking about this kind of thing. So this is a myth and we're gonna bust this myth because the size of our dick does not determine sexual satisfaction for the partner, okay? I just want to repeat that. The size of our dick does not determine sexual satisfaction for our partner. I'm going to explain that. We're just gonna break it down into a few different parts, this myth, as we bust it. So, if you're in that category of wherever you are, small, average, above average, large, every, the guys in each of these categories that I have spoken with all have insecurities about their dick size, okay? And that ranges from I'm too small to it's not good enough, it's not the right shape, or it's too big and it hurts people, right? So there is 
affecting sexual performance, that myth exists in every category of dick size. Now, you may, this may be playing as well part of, so when you think back to usually being at school and the memories of being in the PE rooms, locker rooms, getting changed, and at the age where we start to compare dick size, right? Where we start to see other guys, and then there's the questions that come in, oh, am I the right size? Am I big enough? Am I too big? There's the point in time where these questions start to come in. And this can continue into our life, right? Because we don't really talk about it. We don't really, and what I mean by talk about it is we don't understand that this is not the number one factor in sexual performance. It's not, it does not determine sex performance, but we think in our mind that it does. And especially when we see things like porn, right? We know that porn does not create a positive picture of that. The porn that we see would show us that dick size is the only thing that matters, right? And it's just not true. It's just not true. So what does that mean, right? If, if dick size is not the determine, uh, does not determine sex satisfaction, then what does? And I am pretty sure that you can already think of things. Communication. Building intimacy, me taking time to understand what does the other person love? How do they like to be held? How do they like to be touched? Where do they like to be kissed? What do they love to do? You know, and I'm not talking about just sex wise, I'm talking about outside of that everyday life. This is about building trust, about building safety, about building emotional intimacy. The partner feeling like they can be themselves and also explore new things and they feel safe to do so. These are the things that create the arena for sexual satisfaction. You know, exploring each other's bodies, taking time to do things like that, being sensual, touch, kiss. We don't see any of this stuff in porn. And so this is what builds sex satisfaction, knowing what the partner likes and how they like it and then doing that for them you know asking the questions show me tell me how you like it tell me how you really love being touched and then doing those things and also i just want to throw something in there that i was speaking with um a group a group of coaches that i'm part of the other day and we were having the conversation about this and exactly this topic and one of the women in the group said that her ex constantly brought up many times this thing about dick size and said, oh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's big enough. I think I'm below the average. And her response was, it's not about that. She said, first of all, there's not, uh, this is going to be explicit. First of all, the dick is not the only tool, right? We also have our hands, we have our mouth, we have many different parts of us that we can use to create pleasure and intimacy. So that was her first point. And the second point was, it's not about the size, it's about knowing me, knowing my body and what I like. And whatever sexuality you are, it doesn't matter. This is still the same applies, right? It is not about dick size. It is about creating safety, intimacy with the partner. So you can see how, just bringing it back to sexual performance anxiety and erection challenges, if one of the thoughts that I have in my mind is, I don't know if I'm big enough, 
or I don't know if I'm too big for other guys listening to this who are at the opposite end of the spectrum to that. And having those thoughts and thinking, you know, what if they don't like it? What if I can't stay hard because this challenge exists right across all sizes? What if I can't get hard or stay hard? And we can see how that insecurity of my size, my body, it kind of links to the body piece we were talking about, just stacks onto performance anxiety and stacks onto erection challenges. So there we go. They are five myths that I felt like, right, out of all of the ones that I was researching on, here were the top five that were important to bust those myths so that we have a different understanding of it and that we can actually have a conversation about it rather than only having the conversation in our own mind or it feeling like it's too awkward to talk about. No, you know, with me, we talk about the truth. We say what's on our mind. We say what's going on um, because it's better to be able to support one another going through that and understanding the types of thoughts that are in our mind because actually when we do that we find that we have similarities in the way that we're thinking and then it means that we can share openly what has helped and how to overcome this okay so that is it for today these are the five myths and i would love if you have any other myths that you would like me to bust then you can reply to the newsletter at any point or you can email me directly shay at shay-doran.com and just let me know what the myths are or the thoughts are that come into your mind and I'm more than happy and I can do that anonymously, that's absolutely fine, to on another episode bust some more myths. At the bottom of the newsletter you will see a link to my site. If you are ready to now have a conversation together and talk about the next steps to be able to get this sorted so that you can stay hard during sex and build the kind of connection and intimacy that you want to. Ultimately, to be able to have sex confidently and avoid embarrassment and fear, then click on that link and that will show you my personal story and also testimonials from guys that I've worked with that just show the type of results that we get. Okay, by working together. This is not about pills, it's not about medication, it's by using the right mindset tools to be able to overcome this. So I wish you a great rest of the week and I'll speak to you very soon.